Welcome to Live Long and Dad. I'm your host, Cosmo. This is a podcast about me, the dad, trying to survive two premature twins and a five-year-old and being a stay-at-home dad. Uh, The last three nights have been rough. Um, The babies have not wanted to sleep. More specifically, Kate has not wanted to sleep after the 2 a.m. feeding. I don't really remember two nights ago. These days all blend together. But I do remember yesterday morning and... I was a little bitter. I forget what happened overnight, but James was up. Our five-year-old was up at six o'clock in the morning. So that means I was up. And I believe I took him and Cade, or maybe I was already out in the living room because Cade didn't want to sleep. Uh, In any case, I'm up at six, going on about two hours of sleep total, and put on TV for James. I maybe doze a tiny bit in the living room with Kate on me and uh, I've got uh, the five o'clock feeding that I just did and the next feedings at eight o'clock and with James he he's at the real talkative stage so I can't be asleep for that long and Heidi stayed in the bedroom until about 10 15 in the morning I went back there and brought her a warmed up bottle for the girl and because that's what I would do unto others. That's what I would want my partner to do. So I, even though I'm a little jealous and bitter that she's back there sleeping with the good sleeper for an extra several hours, um, I'll bring a bottle and I'm awake and bitter. And I sent James back there several times to, Hey, go check on mama. She awake because she needed to feed Cece at 8 o'clock. And he kept coming back out and saying, no, Mama's asleep. So I I was bitter about that. And you better be in a... We're we're all sleep-deprived, but you better be in a decent mood if I helped you get an extra several hours of sleep. And because overnight, I, I believe I took Cade out when he was having issues. So that got her like an hour or an hour and a half of uninterrupted sleep while I dealt with the fussy baby. And then she got several more hours in the morning. Yeah, she had to wake up at eight to feed and burp and change CC. But James was up at six. I've been up since 6 a.m. So six to seven, seven to eight. And then another hour after that, hour and a half. So. I don't need a thank you. We got each other's backs, but I want to sleep for an extra couple hours. And at some point you got to get up and start the day. And she, like I said, she got up at 10, 15 or so. James had his virtual school on the iPad. So I am sign and I have a conference call for work, which, um, it's more of a coffee chat, uh, a virtual coffee chat. My work is being generous and hosting a Zoom meeting where we can interact with clients and I get paid for an hour. So it's cool. Uh, but it's not like I am giving a lecture or something. So I can be on mute and distracted by the baby and stuff. Uh, but so I'm I'm hooked into that with my earbud and James is on the iPad. I'm trying to keep him focused on school. I'm trying to keep the baby fed and sleeping. As it's a lot on my plate early in the morning and being 
awake since six and I want to go cuddle with the, the good sleeping girl for an extra three hours and sleep in until nine. And I, I, I'm pretty sure Heidi did, did some laundry folding before she came out. So, but how would she feel if I just stayed in bed until 1015 or stay, didn't come out and check on the five-year-old her and one baby? Uh, I think she would be kind of bitter and think I was being lazy and I'm not going to call her lazy. Um, she is not a morning person, but who is? And frankly, when you have a kid, I think you have to give up your, I'm not a morning person card. Tough crap. Get up. And <laughs> yeah, we want to lay in bed and stay comfy, but it's 2 a.m. and the little tiny creature needs to eat. So get up. <sighs> so I, that, that made me bitter. Um, and <laughs> again, these days just blend together. So I don't remember too much else. I think I stayed bitter for a good chunk of the day. And, um, I'm my default setting when I get pissed or, feel slighted, I go inside myself. And so I think I just kind of stayed distant. And um, so then fast forward to last night and 2 a.m. feeding goes okay. And then neither one of them is going to sleep and they're both fussing and making each other louder. So it's like, 2.45 or 3 o'clock. Cecilia pooped, so Heidi goes and changes her. And I'm with a fussing Cade. And Heidi gets done changing her and turns off the overhead lights. And just then I realize Cade has pooped too. Great. So I get up and uh, I turn on the light. And to which Heidi goes, Really? And I'm like, why, in my head, why are you giving me attitude? I, I need, uh, so I say, yeah, he pooped. I need light on so I can see. I got overly defensive to the really comment. And then before any of the pooping, after the meal, um, or before I changed them, I'm not good at swaddling. I can try and they always break out of it. So Heidi is the designated swaddler. So before we change the diapers, Heidi, uh, you're going to swaddle them, right? And she responded, but apparently she was half asleep still. So I get done with the poopy diaper. I'm in a bad mood now because of that really comment. And Heidi is now laying down and cuddling with Cece. And I'm like in my head. I thought you were going to swaddle. What am I going to do now? He's not going to go to sleep. And so I just kind of stand there like trying to figure out what to do. And she gets pissed and says, oh, you're just going to stand there annoyed. And I say, F it. And I just storm out and go up to the living room. And now I'm really PO'd and Cade will not settle down. So I give him a freaking bottle, even though it's only been an hour and 15 minutes in between the three hours in between feedings. 
And uh, I spend the rest of the night out in the living room. And uh, I get most of the bottle down Cade, but then when I'm trying to burp him, he barfs all over me. And so I go back in the bedroom and clean that up, then go back out. So it was a rough night. Flash forward to uh, this afternoon when Heidi finally brings up the topic. Her perception was, her really comment wasn't in regards to me turning on the light. She perceived it as me stomping over to the light switch like I was pissed that she turned off the light. Which, that, that wasn't it at all. But that's how her brain interpreted it. So she was going, really? You're pissed that I turned off the light? How was it? You didn't say he pooped. How was I supposed to know you needed the, the light on? Well, that, that wasn't what... I, I didn't think I was stomping over there. Um, maybe I, I obviously did. I wasn't happy to be changing a poopy diaper at 2 a.m. Um, so it's, that's why communication is so important. Um, you know, I thought her really was me turning the light on after she had turned it off and disturbing her. And she was saying really, because she perceived me as being pissed off. So (sighs) that's dumb. That's a dumb thing to get panties in a bunch over and to let that ruin the night and, uh, until she brought that up, I was still pissed the whole day. And again, she stayed in the bedroom until after James's school was done. So after 10 again, and, oh, and I brought the 11 AM feeding into them again. So she stayed even later than 10. So I bring the 11 AM feeding in and she says, oh, well, she just ate an hour ago. So I don't think she's going to be hungry. And I get pissed because we got to keep these babies on a schedule. We, th- that's the great thing about the NICU is they get these babies on a schedule and let's keep it to keep them on it. Every three hours they eat at the same time. And so that means she's off by two hours. What the heck were you doing? Not getting her fed. Did you, fall, you, you clearly fall, fell asleep. And so that pissed me off. And yeah, it, all this before the sleep deprivation, I had a shorter fuse than normal and I was more sensitive than normal. So, um, glad we talked. Uh, it's still amazing how little we actually talk to each other while this is all going on. Just, it's all business, just taking care of the babies and trying to put out fires with James. Uh, he was great yesterday, but today, he had a few meltdowns because the Lego guy, he couldn't get the Lego guy sitting or standing and snapped in in the cockpit of his vehicle. And you can see him start to get a little triggered and you're like, James, come here, I can help you. And too late, tantrum. And I want him close to the control panel. Oh, so you want him like, okay, standing there and then leaning against the control panel? No, tantrum, tantrum, tantrum. Cut to 10 minutes later. Show me exactly how you want it to do, baby. Standing, leaning against the control panel. That's what I said 10 minutes ago. Um, So yeah, these days are just exhausting and uh, uh, too much TV for James, but it's like uh, they're sleeping babies and not just sleeping babies, but babies that are 
needing constant freaking attention and uh at least we're watching some nature documentaries now and then that's better than just zoning out on something stupid uh but Heidi and I are better now still haven't really talked a whole lot because uh, <laughs> we just haven't had any one-on-one time and um let's see oh she's burying the lead um cc's ultrasound was yesterday about the brain and we still don't know anything definitive but when we talked to the doctor the other day um the ultrasound was to see if there's any brain pressure or swelling and the ultrasound came back good and no pressure no swelling so that that is good that cyst is not causing trouble and putting pressure in there and so that is good news and later this month we'll have the ultra or the MRI with the contrast and that'll show us I believe that shows the blood flow and stuff in the brain so that is good news um I I hope the baby's there's no point in letting them cry it out. They're still too young. They're 37, 36 weeks gestationally. They're due, today's May 5th. Their due date would have been May 21st. So I don't think there's a point in letting them cry it out. And especially with twins, like, okay, I'll let Cade cry it out a little bit, but then he starts, Cece's sleeping, he starts getting upset, and now she's upset. Now you got two upset babies feeding off each other. So it's like, well, I guess let's cuddle them and try and get them to chill out. Um, and they both, Cade slept all day pretty much. He woke up for the feedings and then went right back to sleep. He slept great all day, so that makes me really nervous for tonight. And after this 11 p.m. feeding, is he going to be wide awake and making all his weird noises? And my paternity leave is supposed to end tomorrow. I'm going to tell my lovely bosses that uh, I think I need a little bit more time. Luckily, unluckily, with the coronavirus, business is slow, so I don't think they need me. We're working on a special customer engagement project right now, and I could start tackling some of that where we just uh, ask some list of clients some survey questions. But uh, I'm... Still pretty overwhelmed with all this baby stuff and uh, figuring this out and don't feel ready to say, hey, Heidi, I'm going to go in the office for two hours and work. Good luck. Peace. I I see that going poorly and her losing her cool with something. So uh, ask for a little bit more paternity leave. And that's the nice thing about being an independent contractor. Uh, I don't get paid if I don't work. So if I don't work, the work shouldn't really care. Um, but I need to start bringing in money again. So, you know, I want to get back to work, but I want to be there for the babies and be there for Heidi and, uh, not run myself even more ragged. So we will see how that goes. Um, yeah, it's been two days of being bitter and I don't like that. And I I told Heidi, a few weeks ago, um, 
it's so hard to tell what her needs are because first of all, she's a woman. And as a guy, I don't know what the hell a woman's thinking. And then you add on there the postpartum and you add on there the 20 something weeks of bed rest. And she's been through a lot. So I, it, I can try and anticipate her needs and her wants, but it's hard. And so she needs to be real good at telling me what her needs are. And so in that spirit, what are my needs? And I told her, I need to not feel alone after being essentially a single dad for all that bed rest time from week five of the pregnancy until the babies came at week 31. I was on my own. And uh, God, there were times where James is having a meltdown and my fuse is out and I'm like, I need a breather. And he's just following me around screaming. And so I, I need to not feel alone. And three or four nights ago, uh, Heidi had my back in a great way and saved the night. Cade was being real fussy. I was getting stuffy and kind of claustrophobic in the house and I, lost it and I mean when I say lost it that didn't punch anything but I I had to step outside for five minutes and get some fresh air and she was great she put Kate to bed so in that instance I I she had my back 100% and that was very reassuring but the last couple of nights she hasn't and or at least I felt that way and there was that 2 a.m feeding a couple of nights ago where she didn't wake up and maybe it was the um, uh, allergy medicine she took, but uh, so that that that's been tough. Uh, I've felt more alone, and especially the the late morning stuff. And it's damned if I do, damned if I don't. Okay, so I let her sleep as or stay in the bed as long as she wants to, because if I do tell her this and then she gets up before she's ready. Isn't it worse having a grumpy, pissed off early morning wife than uh, a not there, still in bed, bedroom wife? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know the answer to that. Is a grumpy, woken up early, doesn't want to be awake Heidi worse than a not there Heidi? Um... It's a toss-up. <laughs> I would love it if I had some help while James is doing his virtual schooling because that is not fun, uh, trying to wrangle a five-year-old to pay attention to the iPad. And so that'll be a, a conversation to have sometime soon. We'll see how tomorrow morning goes. And uh, we both wanted to be parents, and we both wanted to be parents of more than one kid so you know what get our asses up we 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 can sleep in in like six years when the kids are uh, all a little more <laughs> grown up but uh we signed up for this so get our asses up and if we didn't have twins we could take turns but we, we do have twins and at this stage i can't handle two at once uh when they're and so let's divvy it up and you take one, I take the other and we'll get through this. <sighs> so it, it sure helps talking to you folks though. And 
Thanks for tuning in. And we're going to take a break for our sponsor. And then I'm going to... Welcome back. Well, I wanted to have a segment where I played for you guys some isolated audio tracks from some songs, but I just don't know enough about copyright law, and from what I was reading, that might fall under fair use because I would be doing commentary on it, but uh, I don't know. So, uh, going on a YouTube rabbit hole months ago, I discovered... Uh, isolated tracks from some Metallica songs. Just the bass, just the drums, just the vocals, or a combination of some of those. And I heard things that I had never heard of before. I've been a Metallica fan now for 22 years, and uh, on Inner Sandman, a song I've heard hundreds of times, I heard some bass things on the isolated bass track that I had never noticed uh, a good starting point that I think everybody could enjoy, even if Metallica is not your cup of tea, uh, would be Freddie Mercury. And go look up on YouTube, Fred, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, isolated vocals, or vocal track, and it's spectacular. Um, you know, for the untrained ear, it, when you've got the whole finished product, it's easy to get distracted by other elements of the song so to be able to focus on just one part of it is really neat and if you listen to Inner Sandman just the vocal track at the outro you hear some uh, guitar little licks that were not in the final mix and that was really cool um, The Unforgiven look up The Unforgiven vocal track and there's some really pretty uh, acoustic guitar in there, and Hetfield's voice is just phenomenal. And the harmonies on the So I Dub the Unforgiven part is really cool. Uh, so I encourage you all to go look up your favorite band and explore, see if there are isolated tracks. And uh, it's been really fun. And... If you guys know anything about copyright, I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time and I hear people playing copyrighted music. I don't think they've got the permission of the artist. And not using it for my intro or outro of the podcast, I would be doing commentary and critiquing. And, you know, so I think that might be fair use. So if you know, hit me up on Twitter, at Starfleet Panels, or Instagram, at Cosmo underscore more, and let me know. Um... Kate is on my chest, sort of dozing. He fed half hour ago now, and he's not wanting to go to sleep. It's midnight. So hopefully the soothing tones of my voice will help him knock out, and he will sleep through the night. So that was my segment that I wanted to do, but I figured it's not worth angering the gods of copyright. Um, when I was done coaching high school football back in 2009, um, I 
uploaded some old game highlights into YouTube, and those had used copyrighted material for music because it's just high school game highlights. And so to this day, I still get random copyright uh, flags, and YouTube doesn't really care. It just means that the artist gets any monetization I had or ads would be inserted in. So whatever. Um, but yeah, just figure better not play around with that. So thank you all for tuning in and I will talk to you guys soon. Live long and prosper.